When you're navigating the complicated world of real estate, you want someone you can trust holding your hand along the way. Here's just the right person and just the right program. It's the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show, an advertising feature on AM800. Here's your host and broker owner of the Dan Jemis Real Estate Team, Dan Jemis. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. A big welcome to Kathy Talbot joining me in studio. We have a busy hour coming up. We'll take a look at the recent new hospital proposal everyone has been buzzing about. And uh, have you ever heard of radon gas? If you have a basement in your home, this interview is for you. We'll tell you all about radon, its cause, and how to protect your family members from lung cancer and other illnesses caused by unhealthy radon exposure in your home. A little later on in the show, we'll also tell you about a home in Toronto recently listed for nearly $700,000, which in itself is not shocking. What's surprising is the condition of this home. More on that a little later on in the show. We'll also have our weekly contest caller number eight. We'll be the lucky recipient of a LaSalle Premier Auto Spa gift certificate. Kath, how are you this morning? Very good. Dan, how are you? Very good. Been a busy week? Very busy week. What's happening this week? What do we have going on? Well, we've got our buyers who are struggling like the last few weeks. We yeah. really need some some good listings, Dan. It's been tough, hasn't it? It has. Where is everybody? Why is nobody selling? Hello I- out there. <laughs> <laughs> It's so true. We have so many buyers just looking and everyone's hopping on, which is great for sellers. Good news for sellers. It is. It's nice to see for sellers right now. Yeah, it's it's a hot market and we're seeing multiple offers left and right, um, which again is is getting our sellers more money. Yep, driving up the price. Uh, we're just having a hard time finding enough listings to sell, which is which is huge. So, Kath, we have some buyers looking for some specific things. What do we... Uh, What do we have going on? We do. I have Jim who is looking for a condo. He sold his house and he's downsizing. He would like South Windsor or LaSalle if he can get it up to 160,000. Okay. Uh, He's looking for a condo. And Joe and Rose are desperately looking for a raised ranch or a ranch in South Windsor or Central Windsor up to 250. And then I have uh, Ryan and Brittany, cutest little couple you ever saw. They're really looking for a raised ranch in LaSalle again. Hey. There's LaSalle again. Yeah, so, yeah. And we might have a really hot listing coming up in LaSalle, actually. So I've got my eye on that one. We have a couple coming up in LaSalle, which is, which is good, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we're finding right now is every time we have a listing coming up, we've got the buyers for it. And yep. again, the faster your house sells the more you're going to get for it. And, and, and closer to asking, oftentimes right now we're getting asking or above asking. Yep. Um, we're seeing multiple offers. We had, uh, I feel like we've had three or four multiple offers in the last couple of weeks, all oh, of which, sure. you know, have gotten much more than, uh, than asking. Uh, oftentimes we're thinking to ourselves, wow, we can't believe that that, you know, went over asking that much. You know, whether it's a two-bedroom house or... A one-bedroom house, which we we sold, you know, uh, for, for a very good price. Uh, and one-bedroom homes are not easy to sell. No. Right? No. We're, we're seeing it all right now. So there's not much that we can do. If, if you have anything you're looking to uh, to sell or if you're looking for a free market evaluation, give us a call, please. Uh, we're, we're open seven days a week, 519-566-5565. Again, 519-566-5565. Uh, you can find our infor- our information on our website as well, uh, Dan Jemis. Dot com. That's G as in George, E-M as in Mary, U-S as in Sam dot com. Lots happening. Uh, Kathy, you've obviously heard the news about the hospital. Oh, yes. Everybody's talking about that. It's huge, huge news. It's it's very exciting, I think, for, for our area. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
obviously with the with the announcement happening recently uh, with regards to the new proposed Windsor Essex Hospital system, this project moving forward would definitely me, uh, mean uh, you know a huge impact um, economically for our area um, and for our, our real estate values. Which, by the way, if this happens, I foresee t- trending even higher up, um, which which would be great. You know, how much higher can we go? Well, I guess the sky. Look at Toronto. The sky's the limit. Yeah, we'll be the next Toronto here. Oh, wow. <laughs> you never know. Without the traffic, please. Without the traffic, no kidding. <laughs> we thought we'd revisit the recent announcements on the various changes we anticipate happening in Windsor-Essex. We wanted to play a few minutes of the announcements on the show for you today. To start, we're going to have a listen to the proposed plan for the former Grace Hospital site at the corner of University and Crawford Avenue. The voice you'll be hearing is that of David Mouche, President and Chief Executive Officer of Windsor Regional Hospital. Our next stop on this journey is at the corner of University Avenue and Crawford Avenue. You may remember this as the former Grace Hospital site. This community has a rich history and healthcare that dates back to 1918. That is when the Salvation Army converted a former home on this property to a 28-bed hospital to help fill the need for more hospital beds in Windsor. Over time, it expanded and became a landmark in our community. In 1994, the hospital merged with Hotel Du. Eventually, all operations were moved to the Olette campus. After that, this neighborhood went through some tough and uncertain times. That's why we are so excited to be part of something that is so positive, something that will change this community again and bring it back to its roots in healthcare. What we are proposing here is the construction of a new satellite facility with clinics. This will include an urgent care center, as well as diagnostics, a CT scanner, chronic disease management, laboratory services, and a pharmacy. Windsor Regional Hospital will be responsible for all services at this site. When we started talking about an overhaul to the hospital system, we knew taking care of residents in Windsor's downtown core was a priority. This offers a new model of emergency care delivery to residences in this area. This model is being used by other hospitals to relieve pressure within busy emergency departments. Again, it is an opportunity to be part of a revitalization in this neighborhood and will allow Windsor Regional Hospital to maintain a presence in the heart of Windsor. So what is urgent care? This is a new concept to our community This will be an alternative site for some patients with less serious issues. These are people who need to see a doctor, but do not need to sit and wait in an emergency department. In other municipalities, this is used as a strategy to reduce emergency department wait times. So how is this different than going to an emergency department? The big difference between urgent care and emergency services is that those with life-threatening issues will not come here and patients will not come here by ambulance. The hours will also be a little different than those in the emergency department, about 18 hours a day at first, but that could change depending on need. You don't want to confuse this with a walk-in clinic though. Some clinics call themselves urgent care centers, but they are not the same. The difference is this facility will be staffed by Windsor Regional Hospital physicians and emergency room workers and run by Windsor Regional Hospital. Unlike a typical walk-in clinic, the urgent care center will include diagnostic imaging, 
which includes a CT scanner and laboratory services. This will allow physicians to treat and diagnose more patients' issues on site. As you can see, there are a number of different issues that can be treated here. Every year, we treat about 37,900 patients with these types of issues in our emergency departments at both Met and Olette. A majority of these patients, 71%, live within 10 kilometers of the proposed Grace Urgent Care location. So when will all of this happen? Again, this is a proposal. We need to work with the Ministry of Health and the Erie St. Clair Lynn before moving forward. But the goal is to have it open by the time the hospital opens and maybe sooner. That's David Moushe, President and CEO of Windsor Regional Hospital, telling us uh, of the proposed Grace Urgent Care Facility at the former Grace Hospital site at the corner of University and Crawford Avenue. Next, we hear about the proposed plan for Windsor Regional Hospital's Olette Campus. Windsor Regional Hospital's Olette Campus, formerly Hotel Du Grace Hospital. In this plan, Hotel Du Grace Healthcare returns to the city core. Hotel Du Grace Healthcare's President and CEO, Janice Kaffer, will now explain. This 9.8-acre site is currently operated by Windsor Regional Hospital as part of the realignment of hospital services. This site has a rich history in this city. Right from the start, 127 years ago, the hospital served the marginalized, the disenfranchised, and the most vulnerable populations. As part of the plan being proposed, Hotel Du Grace Healthcare will return to this site to continue this important work in order to benefit the downtown community and everyone who needs accessible mental health services. Redevelopment of the Willette site will allow for the development of a mental health complex as the anchor program, as well as a proposed location for delivery of chronic disease management services. As you are aware, Hotel Du Grace Healthcare will be opening a transitional stability center a few blocks down the road. The lease on that site will expire around the same time as the new acute care facility opens, this plan will be to develop the Willette site to support outpatient mental health services, including the transitional center, as well as the chronic disease management. With Hotel Du Grace assuming responsibility of this site, the delivery of mental health services at the Willette and TAFOR campuses will allow for the seamless delivery of mental health services that I spoke of earlier. Like the urgent care center, having a presence downtown for mental health services will ensure that the population currently accessing these services will still be able to access the care downtown. It will also relieve pressures on the emergency department at the new acute care site. In addition, Hotel Du Grace plans on continuing to build upon already existing partnerships and create a community hub within the city core. The property has the potential to be more than a healthcare facility. The focus for the community hub will be on wellness and community health, and we have already initiated this work. Planning is underway for the development of this community-oriented vision. You will hear more about this in the next six to nine months. The vision for both the Willette and TAFOR sites really allows Hotel Du Grace Healthcare to continue changing lives together with our partners. With the transformation of the Olette campus, some wonder what will happen with the current Met campus of Windsor Regional Hospital. Windsor Mayor Drew Dilkins was on hand to tell everyone about those future plans. Hi, I'm Drew Dilkins, Mayor of the City of Windsor. 
As part of an agreement reached earlier this month with Windsor Regional Hospital, the City of Windsor will take ownership of the current Met Campus in exchange for the former Grace Hospital site. As David mentioned just a few minutes ago, for nearly 90 years, University Avenue was home to a vital community health care facility. Grace Hospital was a respected and important part of our city's health care system. But for too long, this site was left to deteriorate until the city took ownership of the property and moved to demolish what had become an eyesore in our community. Today, that story changes, and we will see the Grace site return to its roots and become a key piece in the redesign of health care delivery in the city and region. In order to move forward from the mistakes of the past and to ensure that the current Met Campus site does not experience the same fate as the former Grace Hospital site, the City of Windsor has entered into a partnership with Windsor Regional Hospital. A clean transfer of the Met Campus to the City will allow us to control any future development at this location. The City will also be presented with a blank canvas. That will enable us to ensure that any future development on this site respects the characteristics of this vibrant and well-established residential neighborhood and commercial corridor. The City of Windsor is pleased to play a role in this local vision to create a seamless, integrated, and accessible health care system for all residents in Windsor and Essex County. That was Windsor Mayor Drew Dilkins with the proposed plan for Windsor Regional Hospital's MET campus. When we come back from break, we'll look at the big announcement that was on everyone's mind, the location of the new hospital. Keep it tuned right here to the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show. Lots more to come right after this. Welcome back to the show, everyone. If you're just joining us, we've been reviewing the recently proposed new Windsor-Essex hospital system. Before the break, we heard about the proposed plans for the former Grace Hospital site, the Windsor Regional Olette Campus, formerly Hotel Du Grace Hospital. And we also heard about the proposed plan for the current Met Campus. Next, we hear about the final location decision for the new hospital. This announcement was a big one with lots of speculation as to which location would be chosen. Haven't heard many opinions by everyone in Windsor-Essex throughout the process. One of the more popular locations on the list was somewhere near the airport lands. Let's have a listen to what Windsor Regional Hospital's president and CEO, David Moucher, had to say. Now the moment you've been all waiting for. The answer to the question everyone has been asking. Where is the new hospital going to go? Well, let's buckle up. The new hospital will be built on this 60-acre property at the southeast corner of County Road 42 and 9th Concession in the City of Windsor. The property has been in the O'Keefe family for more than 100 years. This City of Windsor property is part of land transferred to the City from the Town of Tecumseh in 2003. It was done so to accommodate future growth and expansion of the City. This is the proposed home for a new 1.6 million square foot, 10 story, state of the art acute care hospital for the residents of Windsor and Essex. When it opens, the hospital will have nearly 500 beds with the capacity to expand to meet future needs. Windsor Regional Hospital be, will be responsible for the services here. This site will have a modern design that will change the hospital experience for families in this region. More privacy, up-to-date technology, better infection control. It will be built to accommodate our partners in education and enhance our research abilities. This kind of infrastructure will allow us to recruit and retain the top physicians, frontline staff, and medical leaders to this area. The 68-acre property will allow us to build and expand over time as needed. 
It is ideally located near major access roads with links to all highways. This will make it easy for emergency vehicles, transit buses, patients and visitors. The site is located near an existing transit Windsor route with the opportunities to tie directly into that system. The location allows for a helipad to be built in compliance with Transport Canada requirements on site, which was a major criterion in site selection and is impossible at our current locations. And as you can see, the site is clear, so that makes development that much easier. Located within a 10-minute drive from majority of our patients and staff. The new single-site state-of-the-art acute care hospital will be accessible to patients. Every year, we admit about 28,000 patients at either the Omet or Olette campus. 70% of those patients currently live within 12 kilometers of this site. The new hospital will be accessible to emergency department visitors. Every year, there are about 130,000 emergency department visits at either the Met or Olette campus. 76% of those who visited in the past year live within 12 kilometers of the new site. The new hospital will be accessible to employees. 60% of our current employees live within 10 kilometers of the new hospital site. It will also be accessible to our professional staff made up of physicians, dentists, and midwives. 67% live within 10 kilometers of the new single-site acute care hospital. This will cut down driving time for many in this group. We know it is important for our physicians to easily toggle back and forth between patients in their offices and the patients in the hospital. 84% of the Windsor Regional Hospital professional staff members have offices within 10 kilometers of the new site. It is important to note that in all these cases, the numbers are similar or better than those for our two current sites, Met and Olette. The community told us accessibility was a priority and we listened. There you have it. That was David Moushe, president and CEO of Windsor Regional Hospital. Ha, exciting things happening and uh, we look forward to seeing where that goes. After the break, we're gonna talk all about radon gas. It's very harmful gas that, that seeps into homes from soil contact. We're coming up next. More coming up next on Dan Jemis Real Estate Show on AM800. Welcome back to the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show, an advertising feature on AM800. Here's your host and broker owner of the Dan Jemis Real Estate Team, Dan Jemis. Welcome back to the show, everyone. It's time for our mortgage tip of the week with RBC Mobile Mortgage Specialist, Kyle Lucier. How are you, Kyle? I'm good. How are you? Very good, thanks. So this week's tip of the week is? Uh, we're going to talk about portability of mortgages. Ah, uh, that's a big one, and uh, that's a question we often get from our our, uh, our homeowners uh, prior to uh, selling their home. So tell us all about that, Kyle. Uh, so there's a couple, three different uh, types of ports, really. Uh, there's the straight port where essentially there's no new funds and there's no de decrease in funds. So essentially there's no um, big difference in the amount of money that they're borrowing. Uh, there's also a port and decrease, which means you're buying a smaller home and you're gonna be getting a smaller mortgage. And then there's the port and increase where essentially you're getting a bigger home, which is the most common uh, lately. So if someone does a uh, port and, uh, and, and decrease, for example, so are they close? 
I guess they're not closing out that mortgage, are they? Because uh, no, so they're still they're lowering the balance essentially. So okay. when you're lowering the balance, you might have a small penalty for that difference in funds, but a lot of times they're still keeping the mortgage in some uh, in some way, and that's why they're essentially porting and decreasing. Okay, and with uh, going the opposite direction, if you're uh, increasing the value, are you just then keeping the same? Uh, terms? Or are you just canceling the, the whole first mortgage? You're and, and nor- normally, you're keeping the same term uh, or whatever's left. So, say there's two years left, yeah. you're going to blend with the two year rate. Okay. So, you know, every situation is a little bit different, but the majority of the time, it's going to be uh, you're going to be blending with the uh, the new uh, rate of, say, you've got two years left, you're yeah. going to be going with the two year rate then. Okay. If um, someone is thinking about uh, making a move, what what's your advice to them? Uh, definitely talk to the mortgage specialist first. Get an idea of if they can afford to go higher uh, on their mortgage, and if they are, then you know get a pre-approval and start looking for uh, your next home. If anybody has questions uh, related to uh, to mortgages, Carla, what's the best way to reach you? Uh, just my cell phone, usually 519-816-3403. Fantastic! Thanks for all the help today, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Sounds good. Thank you. That's RBC Mobile Mortgage Specialist Kyle Lusher. Up next, we often hear about harmful pollutants in the air, pesticides in our food, or even carbon monoxide poisoning. But how often do you hear of radon gas? Health Canada tells us that recent scientific studies have conclusively linked the risk of developing lung cancer to levels of radon found in some houses. Tell us all about the dangers of radon gas and what we can do to make sure it's not an issue in our own home. We have on the show with us today Rob Esepi, owner of the Windsor-Essex, Chatham-Kent, and Sarnia Lambton Amerispec Home Inspection Franchise. Hi, Rob. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. So, now I think many of us uh, have heard of radon gas in the past, but not many of us have experienced an issue with it. So, do we know, uh, and again, I, I, know I, I don't personally know anybody who's had any issues. Um, can you tell us uh, what exactly radon gas is? Oh, yeah, sure, Dan. And uh, we, we have done some testing in the Windsor-Essex area recently. So okay. that's, that's great that you called. Um, radon is a gas that's formed when uh, uranium breaks down in the ground. Okay. And uranium is naturally radio- radioactive, and it's found in most rock and soil in most of Canada. And the reason it's a concern to us, it's, it has a cancer-causing gas that you can't see, smell, or taste. Wow, very interesting. Where is it normally found? So you, you mentioned the ground. So um, would a home without a basement still have a possible issue? Uh, actually, any home can, can have a radon issue because it's built on top of the ground. Uh, normally, it enters through a basement wall or a floor, uh, moves up through the ground into the air, and through cracks and holes in the foundation. But if even if you had a uh, crawl space or a slab type home, there could still be cracks and voids in the foundation and in the ground that would allow it to rise up. And then it gets trapped inside your home and then the concentrations build up over time. Okay, how do we know if we should, uh, if we should have our homes tested? Well, there was actually a, a Health Canada study done across Canada in 2012 and it basically came back, and I have the percentages here in front of me, uh, it came back that about 13%, almost 14% of Windsor-Essex homes, and they tested about 195 houses, had levels higher than what the Canadian uh, guideline is. And I can give you that number. It's 200, uh, it's called Becker Corals, but it, it's basically a, a reading. And it, the reading was over the 200 mark. And you're saying 13% of homes tested had a reading in the, higher? In, in the Windsor-Essex area, in 2012, we, te- we, not we, the government tested 195 homes in Essex County. Wow. And all those homes, 
of those 195, 13.8% exactly, approximately, had readings that were above, were take action readings, meaning you have to do some type of what we call mitigation. Very interesting. So what happens if, uh, if radon is found in our homes? Oh, no, uh, normally when radon's found in your home, if we get a high reading after testing, uh, the most uh, common system is a, it's called an active soil depressur- depressurization system. And what they do is they drill a hole in the basement floor and basically install a pipe with a fan. It's almost like a snorkel with a fan that draws the air and gases under the concrete slab or under the ground out of your home, out through a wall or a window. And then we always, always advise you to seal all the cracks holes in the foundation. Uh, If you had a dirt floor, you would install a vapor barrier, which is similar. It's a thick plastic uh, membrane that we use in new construction. And if you have a sump pump, uh, you would actually add a lid with another snorkel type vent that would go to the outside to vent the sump pump space as well. So I guess that was going to be my next question. Is a sump pump a natural, um, easy access point for radon gas, I Uh, guess? A- absolutely. Uh, that is the common active access point in newer construction. And I believe the new building code has now mandated venting a, a cap and venting of the sump pit. I think it's 2016 that it's mandatory. It's not already. Interesting. Are, are children more at risk from radon than adults, you know, exposure? I mean, we've, we've read some studies, and the, at this point, the government has no conclusive information on that. But I would think if you're smaller and weaker or you know your lungs are smaller your i would think yes that uh, it would affect children more than adults tell us about the test what's involved and, and how long does it take the <laughs> test phone? that was my phone <laughs> <laughs> my daughter just changed my ringtone at seven o'clock in the morning rob uh, yes uh, it never it never ends yes maybe she's <laughs> maybe she's calling to see how i'm doing at the show <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Uh, so yes, yeah, so so back. So, I, I so, apologize. That, that's for that. okay. That's okay. Live radio. It's okay. Uh, so so so, sorry. so so explain the test to us. So what what happens? Do you, do you come in there so, with a big hazmat yeah, suit? So I, what, what we there's a few options. Uh, there's a short. The, 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 what most people are doing is called a short term test. Okay. And we use a canister system. It's a charcoal canister. It's called an EPERM, and we set up a canister in the basement. It's left on site. Uh, a short-term test is anywhere from two days, about 48 hours, and you can leave it up to three months. The longer you leave it, the the better the results. But if you have a re- those tests that were done in 2012 yeah. were all short-term, one-week type tests. Okay. Uh, we so it's really painless to the to the homeowner. We come in, we review the, review the basement or crawl space or slab area. Uh, we set up the canister. The canister cannot be disturbed, so we use some tape. We have some tricks to make sure it hasn't been disturbed or moved. Uh, we set it up. Uh, we, we return you know, in that time limit to collect the canister, and it has to be d- tested in a laboratory. Once the results are sent to us, uh, we review the results with the client, and we also help with uh, advising them on how to mitigate it if they do have it. And we can even ha- consult with contractors and even the homeowner can tr- can do the work themselves. It's it's all about testing before and after. And if if, if they've done the work themselves and we test it after and it's gone, then they've done a good job. And so like, there has there's a verification process. And like you said, someone's not going to go downstairs to the basement and see uh, this magical tube turn different color if it's if it's you know too no, high. No, it's nothing like that. There, there there there's there's different types of equipment. There's on-site equipment that you plug in and it does a, a steady analysis. Uh, we prefer the canister because the canister is like a, a picture in a window of time 
of what's happened and and that we we make we make sure there's well there's some conditions that have to happen like for example they can't uh, disturb it like i said uh opening and closing of doors and windows has to be kept to a minimum uh, we call it uh closed building conditions and it still still allows you to leave and come and go as you please but i, I can't have you like having a children's birthday party in the basement of while course, it's, while course. the test is running okay. you want to keep it just like like during the week regular day stuff yeah. Okay, so so we do the test and it comes back and it's it's higher than it should be. What's the next step? Well, the next step is again to do some of the mitigation I told you about. You can we can jump right on to the uh, uh, the active soil depressurization. Uh, we can look at cracks, venting, even opening a window or door yeah. in the uh, in the basement sometimes is enough to start the mitigation process. Leaving exhaust fans running in the basement helps. Um, air movement and exhausting of air is, is, is key. Fantastic. Okay. Where can we find more information about uh, Radon, Rob? Well, you can call us, of course, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll give our contact information and they'll be able to find it. Yeah. Uh, you can reach us at the office or online. Uh, there's also a uh, government link to their website that I'll send to you as well that you can post, and that's got the whole brochure explaining radiation and radon and how it works. So Rob, and, and go ahead, before I let you go, uh, if somebody does want uh, you to come out and, and test the basement or the house, uh, what's the best number to reach you at and how do they get a hold of you? They can reach us locally, uh, 519-739-1010. And for everyone out in the county, we have a toll-free number that works across southwestern Ontario. It's one 738 7620 Or they can email us at amerispec windsor at gmail.com and you also do uh, other other types of testing as well eh, rob we can provide mold testing asbestos testing lead testing uh indoor air quality assessments um general general testing on almost any uh the only thing we're not doing at this point is doing any type of underground soil testing at this point okay listen thanks as always rob i look forward to uh to talking to you again in the future thank you Thank you, and uh, we hope to uh, talk to you again soon. Have Take a care. great Sunday. Bye. See ya. That was Rob Seppi, owner of the Windsor Essex, Chatham Kent, and Sarnia Lambton Amerispec home inspection franchise, telling us all about radon gas. It's time for our staging tip of the week with Monica Bundy, the home stager for the Dan Gemmis Real Estate Team. Welcome to the show, Monica. Thank you, Dan. So uh, today's topic is pets. Yes, pets. pets. So important. During open pets, houses. Yep, during an open house or any type of viewing or just when you're bringing people in. Uh, I would recommend to take pets off site. Yeah. And not for the reason of the people coming in the home, but for the pets, actually. I think it's um, not that I'm, I'm a pet whisperer, yeah. but I think it's traumatic. <laughs> no, honestly. Like, I think it's very traumatic for the, the pets. They're seeing these strangers come into their home. Yeah. What's going on? Um, where's my. Maybe Maybe, maybe their crate or whatever yeah. has been put away, tucked away. Where's easy. my crate? Yeah. What's going on? You know, so just actually for the pets, remove them so that they don't have, that they're not stressed. Yeah. You know, and also there are a lot of people that, um, you know, I love little pets and furry creatures, but there's a lot of people that do not. Yes. So for that reason, you don't want somebody to come into your home and be scared to walk around because, you know, this cat's going to come out and jump on them or the dog's constantly barking because it wants attention. You can't concentrate with, with things like that. So make it easier on everybody. You know, we have, we have times where there's listings and the owners will tell us, um, Dan, you know, just let people know that there are cats in the house, but they will hide Mm -hmm. and you will never know that there's even a cat there. But there's other times where the cats will try and escape. I have right. had a cat 
run out of the door on me. Oh, no. And so there I am outside chasing this poor cat. Oh, my gosh. No, you don't want to lose a cat on well, someone's pet. No, that's bad. So there <laughs> I am. Yeah. <laughs> in the snow, barefoot. Oh, my but, gosh. Yeah. Know, oh, no, yeah, no. no. That's traumatic it. then on you and on the poor, exactly. poor cat. So, yeah. no. Don't do that. Um, so it, and if the cat's... Uh, well... If they are inside the home, have them in a crate um, or behind a closed door. Maybe that you don't exactly have to get into something yeah. like that. Um, always, always fresh kitty litter. Um, that's the last thing you want to do is say open yeah. the laundry room in the basement and then you're like, woo, you know, hit with the, the scent. Um, so that's... And we see it or kitty litter all over the floor and you're walking all over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And it's on your shoes. Now you're just dragging yeah. it around. And, yeah. and people just don't like that. Um, another thing for outside, outside animals, um, people do want to see your backyard. Yeah. And you have you have to pick up or, or after your animals. No time bombs in pick the, up the uh, in yeah, the back. Please. Yes. Oh, thank you, Dan. I didn't know if we could say doo doo or <laughs> poop. Pick it up. <laughs> That's just it. So yeah, you want people to feel very comfortable when they're walking around your home, and they're gonna go outside, and they're gonna go downstairs and upstairs. So make sure everything is neat and tidy and um, and picked up. Um, the other thing I do recommend too is a lot of people have their their pets' food dishes in the kitchen. Yeah. Totally. You know what? Just feed them real quick. Here's the water. Boom. Um, the last thing again that you want is somebody to trip over water, trip over food. Then there's water all over the floor. Just tuck tuck it under, tuck it under the the sink or whatever. Just get it out of the way. Yeah. Just don't even have it out. It doesn't yeah. need to be there. And and again, if the the buyer viewing your home is not a pet lover. You're just reminding them once again that it was pets in the house. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And back and to that point, um, allergies. Yes. Some people are like instantly allergic to cats. Yeah. I have a one hour time span when I can go in. Yeah. Like if I see, if I, when I go into for staging and there's a cat, I know I've got like 45 minutes to an hour before my, my throat closes and then I can't talk <laughs> and that's no good. It doesn't close up, but I can definitely feel it. And I, I know. So again, you don't want them, you know, people could be there for, you know, a little bit of time. And yeah. you just don't want them to, to start sneezing and allergies, and then they're they're it's gone. Not fun. So yeah, not fun. So that's pets. Um, you know, it's it's common sense. Uh, I'd recommend though taking taking them off site and just tidying up every every pet aspect. Great tips as always. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Okay, thanks, Dan. That's Monica Bundy, home stager for the Dan Jemis Real Estate Team. Don't forget, if you're thinking of selling your home, give the Dan Jemis team a call. We'd love to come out and say hello, wouldn't we, Kath? We would you'd, love it. You'd, you'd love to come out there and. Uh, and say hi to folks. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. Any, anytime. Anytime. Well, yeah. <laughs> Late at night, you're super early in the morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, best of all, if you love listening to Monica's tips every week, um, you'd get to meet her in person as well, which, uh, which you know, she always gives great advice, and everyone always loves her. So, um, listen, if you uh, want to, to find our team, you can always find us online, danjemis.com. You can uh, call us, 519-566-5565. More to come here on the show. When we come back, Kath and I are going to tell you about this very unique house just listed in Toronto for just shy of $700,000, which isn't surprising in itself. The current condition of this house, however, is what's shocking. We'll tell you all about it when we come back. You're listening to the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show on AM 800. Do you ever wonder if you've made the right decisions buying a home? Are you in the right mortgage product? Should you spend that extra money on home renovations? I just needed some advice, and I figured I would just come straight to the source. Well, you happen to be in the right place for all the best advice. Thank you so much. You give people such awesome advice. You're listening to the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show, a paid program on AM800. Here's Dan Jemis, your host and broker owner of the Dan Jemis Real Estate Team. 
Welcome back, everyone. Before we get on with our next topic, we have our contest for Caller 8. Today's prize is a gift certificate for a free ultimate wash from LaSalle Premier Auto Spa at 251 Front Road in LaSalle. Caller 8 takes that prize today. Give us a call at 519-792-2559. That's 519-792-CKLW. Next, Kath and I want to tell you about this house recently listed in Toronto for just about $700,000. But you won't believe its current condition. Before we get to that, though, Kath... We have um, some upcoming listings we want to mention. Yes, we do, Dan. Um, tomorrow we're listing a place in Amherstburg at 385 Thorn Ridge. Okay. A really nice raised ranch, nice open concept. That's going to be listed tomorrow for 249.9. Okay. And we have a nice four level done to the nines coming up in LaSalle. So I'm yes. very excited about that one. Yep, we have buyers lined up for that one, actually. Bu- <laughs> <laughs> if, you um, be, if you want to be one of them, give us a call. That's right, give us a call because you're not going to get a chance. Yeah, 519-566-5565. Uh, we also have a huge four-level at uh, 2465 Rankin. We're listing that tomorrow morning. That's a great place for large families uh, on a really big lot. And we also just listed on Friday uh, over 3,000 square foot, two-story. All three levels are done, completely done. Three beautiful kitchens, uh, six bedrooms, five bathrooms, hardwood floors. It shows really, really well. That would be awesome for multifamily or in-law suite uh, as well. Three kitchens or two kitchens? Three kitchens. There's three There's, kitchens? Yep, the basement's finished also. This is on, on Rankin? Yes. Okay. Wow. Uh, no, Askin. This Askin. one's on Askin. 1756 okay. Okay, Askin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I was, I was in Rankin with you. It was two kitchens. Yes. But okay, wow. <laughs> three kitchens. So that's, uh, that's a really unique, uh, those are some unique properties wow. right there. Anything else, uh, anything else popping up, coming up? Um, I might be getting a really nice ranch in Riverside. Okay. Beautiful location in Riverside. Yep. And where else did I do a couple evals this week? Uh, another one in South Windsor. Not sure. Those people aren't sure yet whether they're relocating or not. So okay. I'm not going to talk too much about that one yet. Wow. Lots of, uh, we have, um, uh, we have multiple offers we're presenting this afternoon for some yes. of our buyers. Uh, so, you know. And we just did that on Friday as well there. on a... That country property in Amherstburg we promoted a week or two ago, that flew off the shelf. Not crazy, And we knew eh? it would, yeah. Wow. Crazy, crazy. Okay, so let's get to this story about um, about this house in Toronto, okay? So, a house on Shaw Street in Toronto listed for $688,000. Now, the catch, the house is extremely crooked. I wish they could see the picture. Well, we're going to have the picture. If you're watching our um, our video podcast... Um, it'll be up by, by Monday. Uh, the picture will be on the video podcast. Okay. So, um, the house is completely slanted. So would you pay $688,000 for crooked house? That's the asking price on a two story fixer upper in Toronto's West end at 868 Shaw street. The three bedroom, two bathroom home has uneven floors and a sinking roof, but it's most unsettling feature is that it tilts off to one side, and it's a huge tilt. It is. Not a small tilt, a huge tilt. Neighbors told City News in April the house's new owners had planned to tear it down, but the house is now being listed for almost $700,000. The house next door has been renovated recently, but other homes in the area have faced similar issues. The street is built over what was once Garrison Creek. The creek was converted in the late 1800s to a sewer system that eventually got covered up according to City News. Wow. The crooked house also stands on land that was once a gravel pit. <laughs> uh, Gundars Bredis, 
who has worked on the foundation of another home in the area, told the CBC that fixing the foundation is possible but costly. You could easily look at $100,000 per house. First of all, you and I can see this picture. <laughs> you can, it's you it's can't like fix something that. out of uh, Tussauds Museum or yes. something. Yeah, it's really it's the weird, you incredible. Can't, I, I, I don't care what you do. You can't fix that foundation. I guess you could just live in a crooked house. You could fix that, but you can't. You can't straighten that house up. There's no way. I know. And how much more crooked is it going to get if it's sinking? <laughs> oh lordy! <laughs> it just goes to show you, seven hundred thousand dollars for a teardown. I know. In Toronto. I know. That's it's just mind-boggling. We thought we did really well selling that half a million dollar home on the river, and the people tore it down. Isn't that kidding? They well, bought it we, just for the property. We had we had a clue, right? When they when they bought it from us. Yes. Um, their realtor had told us that the plan eventually is to tear it down a half million dollar house on the on the water in Amherstburg and the plan was to tear it down yeah. and build a new house yep. and we had two offers on that place and the first couple as well was going to tear it down yeah it's a beautiful spot I agree they bought a beautiful piece of property but isn't that something maybe they'd like to adopt me Dan maybe. <laughs> <laughs> actually I did ask them that when I met them but they just laughed they, they just they just laughed didn't they <laughs> and I'm not high maintenance I promise well <laughs> I'm kidding you're, you're very easy going, Kath. Oh, very okay, easy going. Thank you. Um, so we have a busy week up ahead. Lots going on. We have some evals coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, if anybody's looking at uh, at selling, now's the time. You couldn't have asked for a better market. In 20 years, have you seen this, Kath? No, I don't remember it being this good of a seller's market in a very long time. And I've been talking to other realtors as well, and, yeah. and they agree. It's it's been a buyer's market for a long, long time in Windsor, Essex. You know, last year we had a busy year. It was a very busy, you know, lots of things going on. Again, we had a shortage of listings last year. Mm-hmm. And we thought, okay, this year will be, you know, we, we were predicting it was going to be a, a, you know, a similar year. But it has just been unbelievable. Again, we, we've talked about it a couple times on the show. We had a, a listing on Bing, a two-bedroom house yes. with 10 offers. Yes. I've never seen that. I've seen five. I've seen six. It was my first time seeing 10. Mm-hmm. You know? We had all hands on deck that day. We had me, you, Sue. That was interesting. We yeah, they were lined up house. outside like a little party. It wasn't that something. Okay, that's it for the show today, folks. Hope uh, hope you uh, you've enjoyed. Oh, and yes, congratulations to Gary Ferrari from Bell River on winning that gift certificate from LaSalle Premier Auto Spa. Congratulations, Gary. Uh, you'll have to stop in and, and pick that up. And uh, that's it. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you have any questions about real estate, give us a call at the office, 519-566-5565. See you next week. You've been listening to the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show, an advertising feature on AM800. If you've thought about selling or buying a home in the future, the Dan Jemis Real Estate team would love to help. Visit the team's website at danjemis.com or call the office seven days a week, 519-566-5565.